so I loved her so much. I know you did, honey. <laughs> Mommy's here. Mother's love. <laughs> Welcome back to New Rockstars, Rick and Morty Season 5, Episode 3, A Rick Convenient Mort Just Broke Our Hearts by pointing out how impossible it is to be truly environmentally conscious. It ain't easy being green if it means murdering coal miners. Seriously, what, what the, the Oh my god, this is Rick Explained. It's our Rick and Morty after show where we love to overthink Rick and Morty into weird socio-political conclusions that I now have to be a bit more careful how I word after a few folk shows couldn't take a joke in my last Loki breakdown. <laughs> anyway, my Easter egg breakdown of this Rick and Morty episode, all the details you missed is coming tomorrow, but here I'm with Rick and Morty superfan and Planeteer with the most heart, Tommy Bechtel. Hello, Eric. Wow, what a... Uh... What a weird episode. Like, Very weird episode, what? yes. Talk about like a record scratch from what we had seen the previous two weeks. <laughs> yeah, they, Rick and Morty does this sometimes. It embraces like the bleakest sides of yeah. existence. You know, it, it reminds you, it's not just gonna be joke, 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 joke. It's gonna make you feel. And this is an episode that did that. But I'll say as bleak as the episode seems, both about relationships and about the environment, mm -hmm. I promise there is hope for both of those things. When you think about specifically the question of what Morty did with Planetina's rings after mm. he got them all. Oh, and viewers, by the way, you may see a shadow on the blue um, dungeon wall here. Darla, my dog, is down here at my feet right now. She's uh, lonely uh, and needs attention because last night was 4th of July and some of those fireworks scared her a little bit. So she just, you know, needs to yeah, be a little bit closer absolutely. to Papa right now. So she, you may see her creepy shadow moving around in the background, yeah. um, but she's a little camera shy even right now. She won't even jump oh. up and say hello. We'll see if that happens. Tommy, let's break down what happened this episode. Ooh, all right. Uh, I'll try to break down without breaking down myself. Uh, Morty falls in love with Planetina, a female Captain Planet parody voiced by Allison Brie, but has to deal with her controlling handlers, the now grown-up Planeteers, which is so brilliant. It's such a funny idea of having the kids from the cartoon be yeah. like dysfunctional adults. The, or, or Teenateers, in this case, by the way. Morty yes, yeah. fights back against the one voiced by Steve Buscemi, bites off his finger, <laughs> steals his ring, and then burns him alive. As you do once you have the power of fire. Uh, Morty yeah. goes on a killing spree, killing all the rest of the Teenateers uh, in various <laughs> violent fashions to get control of all of the rings. A very Thanos moment for Morty. Yeah, he yeah. Just one by one. He is inevitable. Oh, yikes. He'll yeah. do it himself. But Planetina's <laughs> environmentalism becomes too extreme for even Morty when she kills hundreds of coal miners. I think he says you killed 300 people at one point. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. the uh, Don Cheadle Captain Planet Funnier Die yeah. series that yes. was amazing. Oh, it's just yes. so dark. But like, it, you don't have to murder people, but you do have to, we do have to take extreme measures. You yeah. Know? Is, That's what's so gonna, funny yeah. about watching this. Right. The point of the episode, I think, is like, if, yeah, if maybe you don't have to drop coal miners to their death, but like, no. it is not gonna be an easy fix. It's not gonna be no. just a like, throw your, uh, as, as Rick says, uh, putting the aluminum can in the recycling bin. It's not gonna <laughs> yeah. be a major death. No. So, 
In the B story, Rick takes Summer on a party to three planets that are facing apocalypses uh, in increasingly gross orgies. But he then he gets too close to one alien, which is voiced by Jennifer Coolidge, one of my all-time favorites, yeah, uh, named Daphne. Uh, breaking his own rule of not falling in love and uh, keeping things casual during these apocalypse orgies. Summer yeah. wrecks it by saving the final planet from destruction. Rick forgives her, saying it's something he would do, which is a very funny moment where he yeah. kind of has is introspective and is like, well, you completely screwed me, but I would absolutely have done this to someone else. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, to teach a lesson, because, you know, Rick, uh-huh. Rick loves lessons that have a grandiose, uh, on a grandiose scale. Morty uh-huh. and Planetina heartbreakingly break up. Morty ends the episode crying in Beth's arms, which is like... Yeah. Something that we rarely see, that type of emotion between Morty and Beth in in, in the series. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the bleak endings we've seen on the series, especially considering the implications about how hard it is to embrace environmentalism. So, uh, what is this episode saying about how doomed we are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot. I think it, it's yeah. a lot. Um, basically, we're even more doomed than you think, but... Right not all hope is lost. And that's kind of the, the general <laughs> yeah. theme of Rick and Morty. Like, sure. the more you think about things, the more depressed you will get. Oh, for But sure. that doesn't mean you should give up all hope. You right. know, there's, right. there's always a glimmer at the end of the tunnel that yes. you can just cling to that. That's all you need. But if you want to help us make more great content at New Rockstars, like Rick explained, one of the best ways you can support us is to check out our merch at NewRockstarsMerch.com. Rick and Morty aren't the only people who freaking love merch. We love merch here, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, and we have a line of exclusive Loki-inspired merch based on the hit show on Disney+, Plus. designs that you won't find anywhere else in any other timeline. Support this channel and go get yourself some great swag by going to NewRockstarsMerch.com. But yeah, this question again. Uh, by breaking up Morty and Planetina, is Rick and Morty saying that our planet is doomed as well? Mm. Is it the end times? Um, Tommy, I wanted to talk to you about this because as I was watching this, at least the first time I watched it, the B story felt a bit disconnected, didn't mm. it? Like, Yeah, it yeah, totally. Seemed, it just seemed like a true B story. That yeah, was it was leaving. a legitimate, completely detached plot. But they do this cool thing at the end where you realize both story arcs are actually about the end of the world. You know, Mm -hmm. Planetina is trying to save Earth from climate change. Mm -hmm. Rick and Summer are hedonistically embracing the ends of three other worlds until Summer saves a world, but really just a cock blocker, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And when you're watching Planetina and Morty's arc, it's interesting because neither of them are wrong. You know, Planetina's Mm -hmm. extremism, it's extreme, but it is grounded in truth. Right. As we said, coal miners do not need to be murdered. No. Arguably, that wouldn't even change anything. We are not pro coal miner murder. Just to be clear. not at all. <laughs> um, and like they even have an argument of like, look, we need our jobs. You know, right. this is just our way of life. You're not going to change right. that for us. Um, but the um, macro scale reality of this is humanity's addiction to fossil fuels is killing the planet. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not even a debate anymore. It's just happening. Uh, and like, you know, I am someone who obsessively researches this, Mm -hmm. uh, because I have had, uh, my own life and family members' lives. I've lost a home due to uh, a drought, a fire, Mm -hmm. you know, my brother has lost his dump due to a a incredibly powerful superstorm in Florida. Uh, so I'm just kind of curious to see where we're going and what we can do, uh, as I'm sure Shrub and the, uh, cause Rob Shrub, who's Dan Harmon's longtime collaborator, wrote this episode, um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they've looked into this. 
I don't want to depress you guys too much, but it may be too late to prevent the worst parts of climate change. That's just the horrific truth of this. According to NASA, at this point, we are already living in a global climate crisis. And it's something that we are seeing with increasingly powerful storms and droughts, extreme heat here in the Western U.S. uh, And that even if we stopped emitting all greenhouse gases at this very second, Global warming, according to NASA, would continue for at least several more decades, if not centuries. And these are NASA's words. And now they say responding to climate change will be uh, requiring two-tier approach. Mitigation, which is, you know, just trying to do our best to reduce Mm. carbon emissions wherever we can. But also adaptation, which just means we're just going to have to learn to live with the climate change that's already happening you know, that's you're going to see it. It's just moving away from coastal areas and food. We're going to see food shortages, unbreathable air from perennial wildfires. The Gulf of Mexico is always going to be on fire from some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and like, it's scary. Uh, you're going to see shortages of drinking water that could lead to water being priced like oil, becoming a commodity oh and being fought over like oil is. We're going to see water wars. Uh, <coughs> water wars. I think it's not yeah. even crazy anymore to no, suggest this. I know. And it's so depressing. And it's so depressing that those of us on the left, and I do consider myself on the left, surprise, surprise. Yeah. The left doesn't like to talk this way because no. it's so hopeless. They're not yeah. ever going to say this uh, because they're worried that it would risk a response of, well, then screw it. Let's not try mm. to do anything. Right. But truly, mitigation is a huge thing. And it would it will make a huge difference to how bad our, kid lives, our kids' lives could be. Mm. Um, we could make a huge difference still. Uh, but we just have to accept the reality that adaptation will also be something we all have to do. And mm. I think this depressing backdrop is why they title this a, a Rick con- or a Rick, a, a Rick convenient more, you know, it's mm-hmm. the, it's based on an inconvenient truth. It's Al Gore's right. global warming documentary from 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see two different approaches to this. You see Rick's approach, which is to embrace the end of the world, just let it happen, live in the moment, party. Right. And it's interesting how all three of these planets are all just partying. They're the right. characters in the disaster movies that are just like getting drunk and just like cursing the coming asteroid. Uh, they don't care. Um, and it, I love this moment that you point out, Tommy, where uh, Rick, litters his beer can and he argues correctly that the earth is eight percent aluminum uh he's like we need to save every drop of aluminum right. you know he's right it's right. like aluminum's not something that we're in shortage of right. uh but uh he is kind of echoing you're seeing this more people there is this weird backlash against the benefits of recycling right it's, right it's good to recycle but it's not the end all be all you're not going to it's, you're not going to change everything just if you recycle. Right. Um, Morty, by contrast, uh, genuinely loves Planetina's environmentalism. The fact that she mm-hmm. is a planet saver and fights for the environment is something that draws him to her. Right. Um, but and he he ends up having to do horrible things, including murder, in order to yeah. liberate her. Right. Which, in his eyes, is justified at that moment because they were going to sell her out to this, like, this arms dealer or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then when he sees her doing even worse things, uh, even when you could argue that harm is comparatively small relative to the the broader harm to the planet, Morty right. cannot associate with that. His right. his morality just says it's a step too far. I can't mm-hmm. I can't be part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's good to see that both storylines end with the younger generation, Morty and Summer, saving the planets in their respective ways. So Summer destroys an asteroid that's headed to Fergus 9. She has her reasons for doing it, but she does save that planet. Uh, and Morty, despite breaking up with Planetina, does not, if you notice, continue to wear the rings that control her 
once he mm. liberates her earlier in the episode. So presumably he must have given those rings to her. Right. And I think that means he gave her the means to continue to save the planet, mm. even if it means horribly more coal miner deaths or right. people work on oil platforms or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but he just can't bring himself to directly associate with that. He can't have the blood on his hands. The blood's always going to be on his hands, though. Uh, it's kind of like his relationship with Rick. He's powerless to stop the pain. He just, you know, has to live with that pain. Right. And that's kind of what Morty is. Like, horrible things are happening. You are a witness, even an enabler, to genocide. But you have to continue to live with that because the universe is so chaotic, because pain and suffering is happening all over the universe. Mm. If you're aware of it, you now just have to carry that with you everywhere you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think to me, I can't help but look at this as a sign of hope that our younger generation will do what needs to be done, including mm. pissing off their grandparents, which is right. going to have to happen. Right. Like our grandkids are going to hate us and they're going to do stuff that makes our lives shitty. And we're yeah. just going to have to live with that. Right. Uh, and then it also includes, they're going to have to make heartbreaking personal sacrifices too, because ultimately the children are our future. They're going to be smarter than we are. Mm -hmm. Life will find a way. Right. And that's just the world we're going to live with. Right. Um, so that's the way I interpreted this episode. I'm sorry if that's, that's too depressing or if I got too environmental, <laughs> but like, this is a show that encourages us to think more and more about the universe. I mean, I think, think about that science. was the tone of the entire show. It would be disingenuous yeah. to not take it that way and be like, oh, this was just a fun little romp about love gone wrong and, you know, and, and part and excessive partying. It's like, no, this was one of those episodes, much like community, which is no surprise because these are all community, basically creatives, uh, that are like, Oh, this is funny, but it's also really sad and really distressing. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And I think that's like, I mean, you can interpret Rick and Morty however you want. If you just right. want it for a vehicle for laughter and mm -hmm. for subversive jokes. Great. This was not the episode for you, though. Right. And I think all art, uh, even if it's just like, you know, escape is goofballism that mm -hmm. Rick and Morty is. Yes. Those jokes only hit so hard because it's a show that's willing to go to dark places. Right. And it went to a very dark place. And it's not just about relationships. It's about our relationship to our planet. Right. And I love that they open with like Captain Planet because as a kid... That's what, like, I grew up with. Me too. Uh, and it's, it's cheesy and hokey, and you feel mm -hmm. like a nerd for even talking about it too much. Mm -hmm. But it's our home, and it's where we live. And whether right. we're watching Rick and Morty, or if we're watching Loki and watching Category 8 Superstorms wipe out an oil refinery town, mm -hmm. or if we're watching, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar, and it deals with this mysterious blight that is caused by climate change on Earth, and that's why we leave. I mean, folks, the billionaires are leaving Earth for a reason. Right. Bezos is going to space because he knows this shit. They mm. all know this shit. They know it's irre it's it's irredeemable, you know. But, <sighs> but I can't. But I can order a book today, right? and it will be delivered by eleven a.m. tomorrow. So a maybe drone it's not will bring so it to bad. you. <laughs> And it's great. And we get to like laugh our way down uh, like yeah. a quartet, we're, we're a string quartet on the deck of Titanic. To the, yeah, we're to the, to the asteroid. <laughs> and it's uh, an apocalypse that's never been so fun. Can we at least admit that? Well, we've got great content. As long as we can we get content. we got great content. <laughs> and great company, right? Yes, yes. And great sponsors. And great sponsors like, hey, perfect segue. This episode was sponsored by you. Were, perfect, perfect setup there. This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp, which you might need now more than ever. Because if there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, 
We've all been there at some point. Some of us are there right now. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line or self-help. It's just professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available for clients worldwide. Log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or look for parking. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RickSplained. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for RickSplained audience. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash RickSplained. And if you're in uh, the B story of this episode, we have another sponsor <laughs> who can help you out because our friends at Blue Chew have a unique oh, online yes. service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. So Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And if you hate swallowing pills, good news, Blue Chew is chewable, just like it says in the name. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our audience. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code RICKSPLAINED at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code RICKSPLAINED to receive your first month free. Uh, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this show. All right, so... Tommy, yes. Uh, a question I had at the beginning of this episode: Do you think Morty is, for all intents and purposes, an adult at this point? Mm. Do you think maybe he has always been, or if not, when did this transition from child to adult occur? Because he's been murdering people. Right. He's had his first relationship. Yeah, I, yeah. It's implied that he lost his virginity in this episode, right? Like that was what yeah. the whole sequence was, I think. But right, I, I don't know. I'm like kind of torn. I think I feel like. He, it, for, like, the definition of what, like, being an adult means, having to make, like, difficult decisions to, like, take care of yourself and being independent, he has been that since very early on in the series. But I think that the last scene of this episode kind of showed that he is not, he is a kid trying to behave like an adult, you know? Mm -hmm. Him crying in his mother's arms, to me, is very much the the show letting us know that, like, he is still a kid. Like, he is still, you know, an emotional, you know, uh, deeply affected uh, youth. I mean, teenager that's just experiencing this up world in all these different ways. So I, I, I think, my, in my opinion, he's a kid that behaves like an adult. Yeah, um, the... Um... Uh, the show does do these little things anytime Morty uh, starts to do adult behavior right. and specify that the thing he's having sex with is not a human. Right. Uh, it's either an alien. In this case, they said he's like she's like a, a several different elements and amount right. of elements. Right. You know, uh, right. as a sentient being. Right. So age doesn't really apply. Um, so that's kind of their their uh, way out of that. Yes. But like, I think what they're saying in Morty's case, he's just experienced so much. Um, and as long as they don't cross specific lines, they like can still explore the depths of the way kids who have faced trauma, uh, like see the world. 
Right. Uh, and but I think it was great to have that moment where he's in his mother's arms at the end because, mm-hmm. like, I'm telling you, it, it, you've experienced two Tommy breakups yeah. are devastating oh. no matter which side of them you're on. It's horrible, you know. Yeah. And when you have to break up with someone, when when you know it's the right move to do, right? It's a different kind of pain, right? Uh, because you feel like you've hurt someone else, and you have mm-hmm. to now live with that guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also feel loneliness and isolation, right? Um, and if, you know, so it was just fascinating to show that moment both for Beth and for Morty. Yeah, uh, because yeah, as you said, rarely we see that kind of emotion, or uh, rarely do we get to see Beth be a good mom. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was really a a, a strange way to end the episode, you know. Other yeah. than the post credit scene, which was just ridiculous, but like, you know, sure th- that one that went a bridge too far for me. I hate to say, like, mine. I'm yeah. like, I I can do a lot with Rick and Morty and laugh, but like, I was like. I don't know if this is even really funny. <laughs> like, the incest. Do, there's an alien uh, dad yeah. and son fucking at the end of the world. I'm like, ah, okay, I guess. Like, I get to me that was yeah. more like, what's the most shocking thing we can have? Like, what's the most shocking uh-huh. line of dialogue we can have as this animated alien pops up in the crowd? Because it could have been anything. It wasn't like that was specific. Uh-huh. And then the decision to have that post credit scene, but. Anyway. Yeah, I think the the initial joke of just like saying something shocking, I was like, yeah. okay, you have to heighten it. Right. I just do love the awkwardness. There is like yeah. true comedy in the awkwardness of having I'm, to go into work the next day at a bakery. <laughs> and, and like, mom's not talking to us. Oh, because we had sex. <laughs> but it, there, I do agree. And in, in that B storyline, it was almost just like too much chaos upon chaos, you know? And and sometimes Rick and Morty does that, where it's just yeah. we want to do crazy alien designs, and they're right. doing disgusting, horrible things. Right. But it just didn't have the autoerotic assimilation, um, refined mm-hmm. quality to it, where like just they have crazy race wars because their nipples are different sizes. <laughs> it just felt like for all these planets just to go straight to orgy. Yeah. And then like there was no twist on it. It was just no. like more extreme. I kept waiting for a twist there. Yes. But I. While we're on the storyline, I just thought it was anytime Rick and Summer are partnered up, I find it interesting because yeah. we always think like, is Morty becoming more like Rick? Is mm-hmm. Morty becoming uh, more, you know, violent and cynical uh, and just nihilistic? Whereas mm-hmm. Summer has a more like scalpel approach. She's more controlled in her nihilism, right, right. the way Rick is. Right. So I wonder, like, this also happened in the uh, premiere, right? Where he sent Summer on the Rick Lantis. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get the shout. Do you think we're going to start seeing, is, is Summer becoming Rick's go-to now? As <sighs> Morty's just following his own journey. No, I think, so this to me reminds me of... When I was in high school, I had a group of friends and one of our friends who was like the de facto leader, when he was mad at one of us, he would really like emphasize how much he was hanging out with another person to try and make us feel bad. Like he would be like, uh-huh. I'm, oh, we're doing this. We're going to this party. Sorry, just the two of us. We're rolling out to do this. We're going like, we're going to go to this bar or whatever, I guess maybe even co- once we got to college. I think Rick is just emphasizing summer to like try and pull Mar- morty back in i think it's his like, oh, okay yeah it's I his see like that. desperation of like i'm not gonna beg morty to do these adventures with me but i am going to hit him in the one spot that will make him jealous which is preferring his sister over him yeah he literally put morty's like acid rain burn shirt on um, summer her. in that moment <laughs> yeah. yeah he like coronated anew <laughs> he's like yeah you are the new chosen one now <laughs> 
Right, right. Uh, yes. It is just an interesting, uh, uh, like, Morty is more chaotic. You know, he's more, like, chaotic, neutral. I don't mm-hmm. know. What, yeah, he kind of hovers from all different. Yeah, I would, I would have to call him chaotic good. I think chaotic yeah. neutral is probably right. Because, <laughs> like, he loses control. And anytime right. he gets super violent, he doesn't want to do that. He has to be, like, forced into violence as mm-hmm. his first self-defense. And then he just goes too far. Whereas Summer's willing to go there right away. Right. The way Rick is. You know, yep. preventative. So we have a couple more questions. One more sponsor we want to thank is Magic Spoon. Mm-hmm. So most folks would like to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't always have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. There's zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving, and it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Get yourself a variety pack of the four flavors of cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. My personal preference is for fruity, but I have heard uh, tell of folks mixing cocoa and peanut butter together for a DIY peanut butter cup flavor. Oh so go to magicspoon.com slash Rick'splain and grab a variety pack and try today. And be sure to use our promo code Rick'splain at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident their product is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Rick'splain and Use the code Rick'splain to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. All right, so, Tommy, back to the episode. Um, mm. The way this episode ends, do you think Morty is going to be, like, Rick, doomed to be alone? Like, are Morty and Rick more interesting to watch when they're unhappy and heartbroken and isolated? Is that just what we can expect? I don't... No, I don't think so. I don't think Morty... I think the whole point of the show, or one of the main points of the show, is that Morty is not like Rick. You know, like... They keep trying to uh-huh. like convert. They keep he keeps becoming more like him, but then kind of swerving away. You know, like every time he gets close to just being exactly like him. So I I don't think he's doomed to be alone. I think that the that one of the hallmarks of the show though is giving him teasing, giving him the chance, the the carrot of happiness, and then pulling it away at the last minute. Yeah. But I don't think, I think ultimately so. I, I feel like he's probably more I mean, he has two different things to look at. He has his grandpa, who is an alcoholic maniac, and then he has his dad, who is the most pathetic person on earth. So, like, his dad is... I'm sorry, can we talk about that board game real quick? Like, oh, don't punch my gut. (laughs) I'm so full. (laughs) (laughs) That game is ridiculous. Oh, my God. But, you know, so I, I, I wonder if some of Morty's, like, being given to be alone isn't based on his relationship with Rick, but more his relationship with Jerry. But I think ultimately that Morty's character is a little too sweet. He's got a little more of a sweet side than Rick does that, that like it would imply that he will find someone eventually. Uh, I think so. It might not be the person who's best for him, but that's just right. kind of the nature of all storytelling. When you're watching sitcoms, it's like, it's it's rare to have characters in stable functioning relationships. Yes. That's just, right. it's more interesting to watch conflict. than Also peace. for... I want to mention for our conspiracy theory uh, theorist viewers, Rick was back drinking this week. So you can all relax. Yes. <laughs> he's, uh, he's still drunk. Uh, I saw that comment and tweet so many times like, why do you think Rick isn't drinking? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> the first two episodes, maybe Jeff Loveness doesn't have as uh, much of an affinity for drunk Rick as past yeah. writers. I'm not sure. Well, and he's back. Yeah, he drank a whole um, ship full <laughs> yeah. of phonies. Yeah, he drank about eight, eight, 80 beers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, the thumbnail of this video is going to be how many beers did Rick drink? Right, I got to yes. count all the beers. 
Perfect. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's end with this question of Planetina. Like, yeah. she's still alive. You think we're going to return? Because we Absolutely. do have this Vindicators episode coming up, and Jillian Jacobs voiced Supernova in the Vindicators. Right. So do we think Planetina, her community co-star, they could team up in the Vindicators I th- I, 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 I have very little doubt that we see Planetina again. I think, yeah. I think that character is definitely coming back. Yeah, I think no one's more interesting than like a, uh, a super-powered, spurned ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, in the Rick and Morty universe, right? Who's, like that. who's now gone completely unhinged, too, like in terms of like violence and like... No, yeah, no. She, yeah. It, like, she could become like a... Uh, a Thanos-like villain of someone. Right. The world is overpopulated. Right. It must be done. All things balanced. You know. Right. Um, I hope she comes back. I want her to be kind of like a, a bird person slash phoenix person. Yeah. Uh, an um, periphery character who's just always in the world. Well, that is it for this episode of Rick Explained. Uh, sorry to bum you out, but that's the episode <laughs> they gave us. So that's the conversation <laughs> we're gonna have about it. You know. But don't worry. Yeah. There was plenty to laugh at this episode. Yes. So many great hidden jokes. That's all coming in the breakdown. It's coming out tomorrow on the channel. And uh, Tommy and I will be back next week to react to episode four. So be sure to follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. And subscribe to Rick Explained wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. And we'll close with our favorite moment of the episode. Party, no. So what do you mean, cool. no? Woo. Don't punch <laughs> my line. I wouldn't be a bird when you're so small.